the call is crazy. Is this Chelsea? This is Evan. And we're here as always to talk about all things mental health. Yes. I have Tourette syndrome. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. And so this podcast was birthed out of our desire to normalize and destigmatize all mental disorders, quirks, abnormalities. And enlighten. That's right. And should I point out that it's Valentine's Day? Is that going to... Yeah, we can talk about it. Listen, (laughs) the people know about, you know, production magic. I don't think we're spoiling anybody's day when we say that this is pre-recorded. Or if we are, I mean, you had to learn sometime. Absolutely. We'll talk about the Easter Bunny later. That will be a (laughs) spinoff series. So without further ado, let's bring our uh, guest today into the mix. Sitting to my left is the esteemed Gardener Comfort. Give it up for Gardener. Ooh, also one of the best names in the biz. <laughs> if oh, I may say so myself. You have a very great name. Um, so Gardener is uh, an actor, entertainer. He actually has a solo show that everyone should go see right now. It's called The Elephant in Every Room. I'm in. I enter. I enter. <laughs> <laughs> you did your homework. I even like Google on the way. I'm like, let me make sure yeah, I say it correctly because I saw it a couple it. of times. That's it. Forget it. Let's start it. And it's <laughs> cut, <laughs> burn it. Um, but yes, it's a fantastic solo show that is all about the disorder that he's living with, which is Tourette syndrome. I feel we were clapping, but I was going to say we've had so much OCD on the show, and finally you have the hour and a half. <laughs> quite likely. Quite right. It's not quite right. <laughs> I don't trust my own hands. It's <laughs> so no fun. Fin- <laughs> finally, have a fellow Tourette, fellow ticker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll get a little. Is I that guess, a term, just, ticker? Yeah, okay. sure. Okay. Tick, I've, Tourette. I've heard Tourette, certainly. Tick, yeah. Ticker. I had somebody say Tourette to me, but they, they they didn't have Tourette. They were trying to like tell <laughs> no, me a story no, about the them, brain surgeon or something. Don't let them, you know. You're like, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that terminology. Um, So Gardner and I met because we're both board members of Mm -hmm. the New York City's local Tourette, or no longer Tourette Syndrome, actually. The National Association is trying to change, or has basically officially um, sort of dropped the syndrome from the disorder. So it's just Tourette. Tourette Association. Out of curiosity, what is uh, the syndrome-ish like? I mean, I think they just feel like it's sort of um, just... Uh, I'm losing my words because I've already had a glass of wine, but uh, just <laughs> sort of like... You've had a portion of a glass of wine, let's be fair. I, uh, I think they just don't like the stigma that... I, I, I don't know, I think they want to, as you said, normalize it yeah. and make sure. especially young people um, unafraid to be associated with them because, because you know, the idea of, I don't know, the, the word syndrome, the word disorder, I mean, it people don't want to... It perpetuates the stereotype exactly. is the word I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. good, that's important. You know, syndrome you makes it sound like... Yeah, you're you, ill. You know right. what I mean? I mean, who knows? It's all it's all right. lips. It's all I mean, we have such a very judgy society that <laughs> right. you don't want people just assuming things and uh, stereotypes and so right. forth. Right. Well, also, you know, it was the Tourette Syndrome Association (TSA), which right. gets confusing, especially well, in our days yes. of the other heightened security. <laughs> no, absolutely. You know, that's the that's real. That's how yeah, 9/11 ruined everything. Right. <laughs> The only way. We had to change the name of our organization. <laughs> but so, yes, Gardner and I are board members of the Tourette Association's local New York City chapter. Mm-hmm. And that's how we came to be to be pals. Yeah. 
And then I wrote him into coming over here on Valentine's Day. Is yeah. your wife going to divorce you? No, you guys I, are hanging out later. We have been through much, much heavier, <laughs> rougher times than this. I feel like, like we need to get her Yeah. I've forgotten to get her flowers before. And, and now, since she'll hear this after today, we were talking about flowers. I, they, sh- they better be there by the time I get home. Because I, I, I went yesterday. This is like improvement oh, for me. I didn't, you know, roll in the day of like freaking out. I went yesterday and had made an order, and hopefully they're there by today. Ugh. All right, I mean, uh, my fingers are crossed for you, Brandon. Well, this yeah. is uh, this is on recording. It is now three <laughs> thirty on yeah. Valentine's Day, babe. If you're hearing this, this is and like you didn't holding get your up flowers, the newspaper. Yeah, I ordered them. I have the receipt. I can show them. They're on their way. She was, this was in April. She's like, <laughs> like I don't buy it. <clears throat> if they're delivered, we'll announce the name of the company. If not, yeah, exactly. exactly. And if she didn't, or, I'll just give her. I can give you the cash equivalent, baby. <laughs> You know, in this day and age, that's probably okay. Yeah, yeah. well, lovely enough, you know, I, the most important thing is I know that she'll laugh when she hears that, which is really nice. <laughs> which is nice. all that matters. Yes. Yeah. So, Bernard, do you want to, I guess, just kind of lay out for us, like maybe start uh, at the beginning of your Tourette journey? So like, it all how goes did... back to the Big Bang. Right. <laughs> um, sure, the sure. Dinosaurs. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> as you can hear, I have Tourette syndrome, which I... I don't know. Do you need me to explain this disorder? Why don't you go sure, for it. Or give me a definition because I guess we haven't talked about it a whole lot. <clears throat> no, on the I'll show probably. I'll do your damn job. For yeah, you. <laughs> um, So yeah, basically, Tourette's is a neurological. I guess sometimes they're saying neurobiological disorder or sure. whatever um, <clears throat> that you're born with that makes you have uncontrollable tics, um, uh, which can be anything from you know sounds like you're hearing uh, me make, uh, you know, that are sometimes you know. Confusing, like a you know, a huh, like a you know, throat noise. Some people make high pitched noise. Mine are often more kind of like habitual, like sounds like a cough or a sneeze. <clears throat> um, but you know, other people will, for instance, grab someone and, and not be able to let go, like some of the yeah. people I met uh, that I talk about in my show. Um, of course, a lot of people will repeat words they hear uh, and sort of repeat them over and over until they kind of sound quite right, um, and, and which is you know, similar to OCD in some ways. Right, right. Uh, and then, of course, you know what the the one tick that most people hear about is that people will curse mm-hmm. um, or do sort of inappropriate things in you know in public and uh, and you know not not be able to control it. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, we know that only about ten or fifteen percent of people with Tourette's really do that, but uh, but it gets a lot of it's attention. It's the most sensational, right? I was going to yes. say exactly. it's important because that's kind of what in the media, that's and movies and TV and stuff. That's really what. People automatically associate right. the, the profanity, and it's yeah to yeah. destigmatize. De- it is not. It's a small percentage. Yeah, it is. Said. Although I will say, I, I've, I've as much. I've never had that tick. Like I, uh, <clears throat> I could say that I, I relate to <clears throat> the idea of of, of uh, <clears throat> doing things that are that are that are not meant to do when you know I shouldn't do them. Um, right. In other words, like I'll take more when I know I shouldn't. You know, yes, on the subway, absolutely in the audience at a movie theater at the at, you know at, at, at the theater. Um, that is much like OCD. Which yeah. I was going to say, saying, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, and that. even a couple of the other guests, OCD guests, we had on. We were talking because <coughs> I, of course, I, I ha- also have OCD, which actually at, at one time in my life was I would say more intrusive to me than my Tourette. Now it's sort of I would say flipped, mm. but still, even so, I would say I my OCD maybe differs in some ways from things I hear you talk about, Evan. It's like I can relate, but we just don't necessarily have the same compulsions, right? But um, and what do you have OCD as? 
Alzheimer's? I've never been diagnosed with that. I, I, I sometimes wonder if nowadays I would be, or right. also if I would now be uh, uh, diagnosed with um, ADHD, you know, yeah. just because that's I, getting diagnosed more than crossover. it was when I was young. And there is oh, it's a lot such of, a tangled web. Usually I think, people don't have <coughs> necessarily one thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You almost always have. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met anyone with Tourette that only has Tourette. You know, you almost right. always have OCD, ADHD. I think I probably could have been diagnosed with ADHD, but just... Huh. But also, and I might be, we might have talked about this on the podcast before, it is such a tangled web because things, like we are saying with the OCD, it, it <coughs> sometimes I'm doing something and I don't even know, is this right, right. a Tourette compulsion mm-hmm. or is it an OCD <laughs> compulsion? Could I be diagnosed with ADHD? Do I actually have that particular chemical imbalance? Or does it just seem as though I have ADHD because I'm so consumed and distracted by my tics yeah, and yeah. my, you know, it's like the chicken yeah. or the egg thing. Yeah, right. and, and then what is the exact chemical imbalance? Like, yes. I mean, certainly no one knows about it right. in terms yes. of what it is for Tourette's. It's all like, you know, just observational. Right. So it's all just, you know, a total mess. But even with the like doing, going huh? back to the doing inappropriate things in public, I know that's something we talk about. Um, or that's a big right, OCD, right. I think a common OCD compulsion is like being in a public situation, almost feel, feeling like, I'm not, like knowing you're not gonna do something inappropriate, but right. having the obsessive thought about what if, what if, what if, right. what if, as if you, I did something As you get older and you're aware that you're not necessarily doing anything wrong, your brain starts to go to, but what if I'm, what if I'm not sure? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, totally. absolutely. It's it's exhausting. I think that's something that a lot of people, <coughs> I mean at least, uh, <coughs> aren't aware of. Um, <coughs> In regards to having Tourette's, because they see it from the outside, and yeah. you know they sympathize and they see how hard it is, and they help, and they you know they can, they can tell it's exhausting, but it's like they don't know what it's like to sort of anticipate and think about it, and, yeah. and all the you know social fear and uh, you know and just everything else that, that goes through my mind at least it's 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 a full time job and uh, some right oh, and, I, and I think that's the thing that uh, with this podcast with huh? Huh? A- anything that people have it's not people assume well you have some sort of control over it no because everything whether it's an eating disorder ocd tourette's any kind of thing is exhausting because Mm -hmm. it takes the preparation the act thereof and afterwards just trying to work so hard to eliminate it but also not appear like you right. Have, like you yeah, have, exactly. Right, You're exactly. like trying yeah. to act yeah. quote unquote normal, whatever that is. And I think I, when people ask me, you know, if I would, uh, and we always kind of ask at the end of this podcast, which we'll get to that, but like if you could take away your disorder, if you could snap your fingers and not have whatever it is, would you do that? And, you know, I think the biggest, we can get into it more later, but mm. the biggest question to me when I think about that is like, well, what the fuck would I think about all the time? Like, what, what right. would I know what my life be like? Like, what else would I have the yeah. brain space for? It's just unimaginable because Absolutely. you don't know. Absolutely. But um, to that point as well, I think uh, I'm very fortunate that over the years, and especially recently, although they have, my, my Tourette was very under control, I would say for the past like three, four or five years not very noticeable. I'd say over the past year, for whatever reason, it's sort of crept back in again. But still, when I talk to people about it for the first time and tell them I have it, they, you know, more often than not say like, oh man, like I never noticed you doing anything, or I never, and I'm like, but it's all under the surface, man. You know, like it's always, even if it's to the point where it's mild enough now, where maybe to the, you know, observer who I'm not around that often, they don't see me doing things, but it doesn't it hasn't changed the amount to which it's like churning in my mind sure. yeah it's you a, know? i always That's used to tell people it's like 
it's more just the way I think, you know, like, um, it's just how I carry myself through the world and kind of just look at everything. And, uh, you know, and it's a little, I've found that that can be a little bit dangerous because it, for me at least, it kind of, it, you know, makes it easier to kind of pigeonhole myself and, you know, isolate and be like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a tortured genius or I'm a tortured idiot or whatever. No one is like me and no one will ever understand. So that, you know, I've, I've been able to kind of grow out of that a bit, which I like, but, um, but it is very much a different way of thinking. And I, I I found personally in recent years, at least, um, being able to kind of, um, isolate that, uh, factor of it and use it, you know, creatively, um, in ways that just make sense to me, you know, yeah. instinctively, uh, is so much more positive than, than just, you know, living in obscurity. Well, I want to, I definitely want to get into the creativity side of it. Cause that's even, <coughs> I think really why Evan and I started doing this right. show just, is because we're like, Oh, every comedian we know is like, <laughs> right. It, struggling with so some much shit. And if it, and channeling it, it sort itself of, yeah. or inspires <coughs> or is huh? just a catharsis. Totally. Yeah. But I would love to hear, if you don't mind, I mean, I have many more questions mm-hmm. for you, but maybe just a brief overview of how, you know, young you were diagnosed or what mm-hmm. sort of your first picture. Yeah, we kind of got that off all... that. that yeah, path. yeah, tell, That's me, okay. tell me about that. <clears throat> yeah, no, I was diagnosed when I was seven. Um, I think my tics showed up when I was like five or six. And my mom actually told me that what I, she noticed me doing was licking my finger and rubbing my lips, oh, interesting. Uh, which is something I've never done since, which seems more kind of OCD to me. Um, but, uh, they sent me to a play therapist. I was diagnosed, um, looking, I actually was very lucky. I had like a lot of kind of attention and, you know, went to kind of good schools with small classes and all that. So how old were you at that point when you were diagnosed? Seven. Seven. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I was lucky in that sense and kind of, I mean, you know, it was hard. Like my mom tells me, um, you know, when I like kind of was getting a sort of understanding of what it was. Because I, you know, my tick for ramping up as yeah. like I was being diagnosed. Yeah, she yeah. said, she was talking to me about it one night, and uh, this is such a tearjerker. She was like, you know, asking me how I felt about it, and I just said, so is this just gonna keep on? Like, am I gonna keep having this? And she just oh, felt really bad. <laughs> I was like, so when's it gonna stop and I can be normal? That um, is. That's how I felt when I got my period. So yeah. <laughs> That's what I said to my mom. There you but go. I'm not yeah. Luckily, <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> That's a different problem. That's the old yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was like celebrating. I'm like, fuck this <laughs> Why did you guys want this to happen? Okay, anyway. Okay, more so, intermittent. so you were. So that, uh, doing that, that happened, and you know, I. Whatever. I. Uh, um, so, get a little more personal information. I grew up here in New York. I had, you know, great parents. Oh, that's right. Um, like in this city? I grew proper? up in Manhattan, yeah, I and that. I grew up in a loft in Tribeca in oh, the wow, 80s. Look yeah. At you. I feel, I feel like uh, there needs to be a podcast just for people our age who actually grew up. <clears throat> Yeah. In New York City. I'll tell you something funny. Seriously. I was just, <laughs> just a moment before Such a um, this moment before walking into the building, I was on the phone with my kindergarten teacher who what? found me through my website. It's a long story, but um we reconnected over the phone and it was sort of hilarious and really nice briefly and, and she was we were t- I was talking about this that my parents still yeah. live downtown she goes ah oh, it's so funny it's so interesting to me the people who grew up and still live in New York City um, and it is sort of a, a strange it's subset awesome. and it's easy it's you know there's so much I could, I could talk to your ears off about that <laughs> <laughs> like bang the table god the city's changed too much <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah I love New York and I'm still here and uh, and my parents are still in their, their loft that they luckily bought in like wow. 78 Holy on shit. North Moore Street <clears throat> they could and, like be billionaires yeah really that's <laughs> Some yeah. That's awesome. Bank that's right so there. Cool. Yeah. 
and it was a great, you know, it was a great place to grow up. A lot of artists. My mom was a choreographer of a dance company, and um, <clears throat> so there were always dancers all over the place in, in a traditional kind of open loft. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and it was just a great, great childhood. A lot of uh, wacky stuff, you know. Back then, it was like the people who lived there were artists, and they were also just kind of normal people. There was a big uh, housing complex. It was three towers. Um, it was kind of it was they call it Mitchell Lama, like a fixed income kind of uh, um, uh, high rise sort of thing. So that was sort okay. of like our like almost projects, which which always felt kind of like scary to me. And there were all sort of tough kids in there. Um, and then of course lots of you know working warehouses and small right. factories and stuff. So it was a funky place to grow up. And uh, so to that end, did mm-hmm. you feel sort of like growing up in that environment? Do you think? you felt a little less quote-unquote different because almost like differences were celebrated in that That's capacity? A really good question. Or? Uh, probably not. I think I, always, <laughs> I think I always felt different and always felt kind of like um, somewhat persecuted for it and somewhat just kind of tortured by it. Um, I think, in terms uh, of like how your peers treated you or just do you think not like my friends, you put your you pressure know, on yourself almost? Pressure like, on myself, okay, yeah. uh, pressure from the public. I mean, I think one thing that's hard about being in New York as a kid uh, is the is just well, with Tourette's at least at least just the attention you get in yeah. public and it, yeah, obviously as an adult. But um, <clears throat> you know when I was a kid, <clears throat> my mom would tell me that <clears throat> I'd be on the subway and I'd be ticking with her, and then I'd immediately look around to see you know who saw me and yeah. uh, <clears throat> you know and I still basically do that. Yeah. Um, and then you know and we all know like adults aren't immune from being jerks. Oh, I mean like totally. no, and two, as a two kid kids. you're already you're self-conscious as a kid, yeah. you know, you're getting into yeah. your teens yeah. and everything. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I definitely yeah, definitely dealt with bullying and all that kind of stuff, but like <clears throat> I don't I don't feel like that stuff was as bad as it could have been. Um and again, I had a lot of support, but like yeah, I felt very different and uh and incidentally, I went to a school, like I left the neighborhood, like my parents sent me to private school partially because they they knew I had something going on. They like, we think he needs more attention, whatever. So I didn't go to like my local school. So I didn't, I knew the kids in my neighborhood, but I sort of didn't. Okay. <clears throat> so the kids <clears throat> I knew all lived in kind of like Lower Fifth Avenue, sort of Gramercy or like in where, various parts above 14th Street. Okay. So they'd come down to my neighborhood, which was pretty dingy back then and see my building and just be like, what the fuck are you, cr-? you know, where's your doorman? <laughs> And, uh, and then they'd come in, they'd be like, wow, this is so nice inside, you know, because just right, people right, don't right, understand. Right, right. So I felt very different in that sense. So like, yeah. I, I don't know if it's, you know, my, you know, determination to be different or something, but I've always sort of found myself, myself in, um, in uh, positions where I, I do feel like I'm slightly uh, uh, totally. outside of the norm. But, yeah. um, <clears throat> but I, I don't, I, I, you know, Tribeca was a really cool, just downtown Manhattan in those days was really, really exciting and, and, uh, <clears throat> And I just have so many crazy memories. Um, I would love to. We need to do like an addendum podcast. Or (laughs) just like go get drunk after this. Offline about it. I can tell you that I think I was in the same private, uh, um, what I mean, a nursery school class with Harvey Keitel's daughter. Really? Oh, that's fun. That's a fun little tidbit. (laughs) Did you, um, well, I mean, I feel like this is a natural segue into like how then you channeled the uh, creativity into, but I kind of mm-hmm. want to wrap up with that. And I want to ask you first, because <clears throat> I don't know if we've ever talked about this. And I think, well, I've talked maybe on the podcast before and we've talked even like when you're talking to OCD people, Evan, right. like when you meet someone, I would say still anytime, but especially <laughs> for the first time or the first couple times you meet someone with your particular like, you know, brand of 
of quote unquote crazy, as we mm-hmm. like to say in an endearing way over <laughs> right, here, right. calls crazy. Um, it's like meeting a twin. It's like emotionally overwhelming. Uh, like I can remember the first time you like getting involved with the Internet <laughs> Association and just meeting other people. And I've, I've never been able to look in a mirror that way and be like, oh my god. No, no, no. but it's, you it's feel meeting that same somebody way? where you're like, hey, wait. Right. Okay, somebody else. Yeah. Okay, you get it. Yeah. yeah. So how I mean, did you have anyone in your life growing Not, up? Like, w- at what point did you sort of start to be involved or meet other college? Yeah. I didn't meet a single other person with Tourette's until college. <clears throat> That's not true. I think I met, or maybe I don't know. I have a friend who grew up <clears throat> in Park Slope <clears throat> with um, <clears throat> mutual friends, and I, I don't know if I met him before the person I met in college, but I do remember uh, actually both of them. They're sort of like <clears throat> kind of asking me, "Do you have Tourette's?" and and I said yes, and they said so do I. And it just felt so bizarre. You're right, like yes. meeting an alien, and just meeting yes. like a kindred spirit, and it didn't understand how it was. Just it was very incredible, you know. But there was also <clears throat> this sense for me that, as special as that was, like we were still on our own in a weird way. Yeah. You know, maybe nowadays I wouldn't have that kind of attitude, but I think I don't know if it was like growing up alone. You sort of develop this sense that you can't relate to other people or maybe that's you, me well, but you develop, I feel like in a way it's a defense <clears throat> mechanism or something yeah. where you just feel like I have to be like fiercely independent and fiercely like aligned with myself yeah, yeah. I can relate to that for sure and even like um, <coughs> you know I think right like especially not growing up in the time that we did and like the internet right. wasn't a thing yeah. and you couldn't Right, you know, right. it felt more isolating. And then mm-hmm. also you couldn't just go online and be like, oh, let me watch some YouTube videos. At best, of fucking you could find an outdated <laughs> book about how, you know, Tourette's yeah. and OCD oh, yeah. and whatnot in the 50s. Right. You're a freak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's it. Good yeah. luck, asshole. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. this book made me feel worse. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it... Well, also, I think you're not necessarily ready to commiserate and like be like oh wow we should be we should advocate for each other and we should be friends and we should be this you know you're like you're kind of you know you need to do your own thing but also it's like you're still two different people and that's why like you know they say Tourette's is, a, is not you know a part of your personality it's not a part of you so it's like you meet someone you're like oh wow do you know what it's like to feel normal and like awful like right. okay oh wow so what do you do what's what kind of music do you, oh yeah we don't have anything in common right. like, all right, peace. And- <laughs> Totally. And then also I feel like it manifests itself so differently. And, yeah. you know, like Tread yeah. manifests itself so differently in different people. Like there are some things that are so you can't believe how similar you are. And there are other things that you're like, oh, interesting. I don't have that ticker. Yeah. I don't think that way. <clears throat> Same with OCD, right, I'm right. sure, Evan. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just yeah, sort it's, of. I, I feel like as my, we can all empathize with each other. And that's kind of what this is about. But also nobody can know exactly what's going on in your head with yeah. things you can't control. And it's such an obsession of ours is what's going on in our head. Right. What we're experiencing moment to moment just because of the way I, I, that for me, that's a, maybe not traditionally obsessive compulsive, but I'm obsessed with like my existence in space. No, of course. Yeah. Physically, mentally, you know, for better and worse. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it can be, I don't know, it's a really bizarre journey that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like tragically beautiful for me. Um, that you have to kind of go on it on your own, but yeah. it's also, uh, you know, I think it's important to kind of remember that we're, you know, other people are there for us. Like right, we don't have right. to be alone, you know, or we and shouldn't. I, and I think that's important too, that uh, it's occurred to me, if you're raising children, you should not <coughs> pre-diagnose, but you should definitely be aware of what might be going on. Yeah. And where, you know, certain behaviors might be coming from something that your kid can't control. I remember mm. with no fault to my parents, I just 
I tried so hard. I didn't know what OCD was, and I tried so hard to cover sure, the Sure, squelch it. Like, sure. Sure, yeah, you kind of find your own. <clears throat> it's like we were saying before we recorded about kids being over... Um, Sanitized and right, right. you know, and they develop these allergies, and uh, you know, all the all the doctors say, just let them get dirty, and it'll take care of itself. It's like, you know, for our specific kind of disorder, we've got to kind of, you know, get dirty out in the right, world, and right. learn how to kind totally. of cope. Like it's like it's like right. kids, you know, bullying isn't always a bad thing. You gotta like let kids kind of right. find their way. Well, right? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and develop exactly. Yeah, huh. develop the thick skin. Something else I want to ask you, because I'm not sure if we've ever talked about this, and when you even set it up top, and you described your tics as uncontrollable, and I feel like this is such an interesting, maybe sort of like, um, what's again, what's the word? I'm drunk already. Mm. Um, I think different people, even like, you know, doctors, researchers, and people with Tourette themselves sort of differ on this, of like what the word uncontrollable means. And for me, Mm -hmm. I would always describe it as like, and again, since I have a more like mild to moderate case, essentially I'm making the choice to tick, but the itch inside my head yeah. is like so overwhelming Absolutely. that you you essentially have to like, you know, if you can let your foot feel itchy for like 15 minutes because you don't want to take your shoe off, but finally it's going to build up, it's going to build up, you have to take your shoe off, you have to itch it. So to that end, yeah. I think it's even confusing, even to me sometimes as someone who has it, let alone like me explaining it to someone who doesn't have it, like, well, why don't you just not do it? Why don't you just control it? And it's that strange gray area of like, you're making the choice, but are you really? So but see, that's, that's what makes sense to me, that for all of this, and I, I feel like eating disorders, anything, where you're not... It's not because you can, every, and this happens with everything where people say, can't you just decide not to? No, yeah. you can't mm-hmm. because it's, it's going to happen right. and it's overwhelming and it's the urge painful. The is, so, is all you, consuming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not hiccups. I think that's, that's the, the, the comparison I would make. The way I think some people think of Tourette's is that it just, it's like yeah. something that just happens without my being aware it's going to happen having any control over it you know it's you're right it's different there's a difference between being able to control it and it just happening suddenly right <clears throat> I, I tell kids that I that I teach because I'm always going in and out of uh, different classrooms as a substitute teacher and I have to explain this and um, and I just say the best way to think about it is like you know when you have a mosquito bite and it like really itches and you know <clears throat> when you scratch it it's only gonna itch worse again it's only gonna come back but you need to and you're you just do it anyway, anyway. And yeah. I, yeah and I said that's basically what it's like um, and how so, do they react? Like, does that resonate cool. for them? Um, <clears throat> yeah, kids are great. I, uh, <clears throat> sometimes they ask questions, you know. Um, I always try to present it as, like, something that I want to talk to them about if they if they want to, you know, like, yeah. basically I want to advocate for anyone in the room who feels like they're different, you know. And yeah. I basically say that. I'm like, so I understand if anyone, I understand what it feels like to feel different. I understand what it feels like to, um, <clears throat> you know, to be you know, alone or something like that. And, uh, you know, and sometimes we start conversations and, uh, you know, it goes different places and sometimes yeah. we don't. And I try to like make light of it and make fun of it a little bit. Sure. And, uh, and I've certainly met plenty of kids whom I think might have Tourette's or their parents do or, but then again, sometimes like I see something that looks like a tick and, and, and it's not, you know, I mean, it's, you don't know. I right. know. Well, like you're aware, but you don't want, you want to be careful as to yeah. like, but yeah, that's really good yeah. because I think kids, they, they need <laughs> to know how to relate. But also, kids don't think they know everything yet. So mm-hmm. unlike adults <clears throat> who really don't get all these things, 
kids are more open to be like, okay, so that's a thing. And that's a really good point. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. they're still more like malleable. They're still right, more like, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. And then they ask like random kind of questions that you know adults might think are offensive, but they're you know they're, they're fine. just so pure. They're, yeah, yeah. They, they don't know. <laughs> Ken just fell out of his chair, fine. producer. Okay. <laughs> he just fell clean out of his goddamn chair. Look at things. He's not even drinking. Him. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> It might be. He's got a coffee cup. Who knows what's in there? <laughs> um, have you ever, speaking of that, like sort of um, gone out on a limb and diagnosed someone or like said to them straight up, bro, I think you have Tourette? Um, I feel like I used to a little bit. I can remember one story when I was in a, when I was... Here we go. <laughs> when I was like 21 or something like that, I, on a summer I was working as a waiter at Lutesse, this really famous, legendary old French uh, restaurant on the Upper East Side that's okay. not there anymore. Um, <clears> that was an amazing, you know, it had been in a 40-year-old place, one of these classic Upper East Side uh, French restaurants. Um, and I worked there for like two or three months, and it was these old kind of, you know, unionized kind of crusty waiters who had been, some of them been there for like 30 years and they kind of just went through the routine and, you know, really hilarious characters. I could talk about that for a whole other podcast. But um, there was one guy who uh, who had, the, he was clear his throat uh, periodically and, mm-hmm. and, and just constantly, no matter what. And it seemed like a nervous tick. Like you can kind of like, you know, spot when something yeah. someone's doing feels like... Uh, a tick that isn't about you know being sick or right. clearing their throat, and, right. and the fact that they do it over and over, you know, day after day after right. day, <clears throat> um, lends you to believe that it's not you know <clears throat> uh, anything. It's just it's just it's yeah. It, it seems like you can spot it. Yeah. <clears throat> so I um I did once ask him, and he uh and he just sort of immediately immediately shook his head and was like, oh, no, he's, he's cough. I'm cough. He's just coughing, and uh, I was like, okay. Um, and I I assume that he didn't. No, he had Tourette's if he did, because, you know, I, I explained that I had Tourette's. Right. I wasn't, like, trying to out him in some, right, you know, right. some way. You are trying to relate. Um, so I, I felt, it, it seemed to me that if it were Tourette's, which it looks like it were was, um, he had never been diagnosed and yeah. developed this, like, what looked like an exhausting way of, of, uh, of just going through life and explaining it away. Right, which, uh, right. Which I couldn't do anything about. Right. Yeah, it's true. It is such a sensitive thing. And I always think one of our other fellow board members had a, a, a very successful experience of doing that. I was always so, I don't even know, do you ever heard of one of the, our board members, uh, Troy? Yeah. Like, grabbed someone on the street? Did oh, you? I don't think so. So he, like, is a like, stylist. He worked in the salon in Soho. And every day he would see this guy walk past and he's just like, would see him, like, you know, doing little interesting, what, what he perceived to be as ticks like physical ticks that yeah. he was like i really think this guy is Tourette. and one day he just straight up like walked out and i was like dude do you have Tourette?" and i was like oh hell no i, I love that he had the guts to do wow, that though because yeah. then the guy was like i do and then he became like he works with our chapter a lot like mm-hmm. doing videography yeah. and stuff yeah. and like um oh, i didn't know that yeah yeah do you know what I'm talking about? yeah no. it's so crazy so <laughs> we'll, we'll offline about yeah, it but yeah, yeah. it was so interesting and i think one time i was uh i have to my little kitty had a lot of health problems last mm. year he had diabetes for a while oh, which no. is now in remission god Good bless look, uh <laughs> we'll for diabetes. um but so i was going to the vet like once or twice a week and one of the technicians i was so convinced i was like like dude that's trip i didn't know i was chicken out i wanted mm-hmm. to i almost said it one time i was like gonna have a conversation with him about it and then i just chickened out yeah 
But I yeah. wish I like had the guts to do it more because you do. I feel like it's not infrequently that I encounter people yeah. that I'm like, oh, you something's going everywhere. on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can tell they just like maybe aren't diagnosed or whatever. And but it's hard to know how. Yeah, to Yeah, I met a guy in a building. Like I was doing a catering job up in some building, and uh, <clears throat> one of the um, <clears throat> I think he was like he was an elevator worker or something like that. <clears throat> Very obviously had it, and uh, <clears throat> I followed him after I saw it, and I stopped him. I was like, hey man, sorry to. I asked him, and he said, oh yeah, I do. And, uh, and we talked for a bit, and I was like, well, you should come to our, you know, this was when I was already in the chapter, and yeah. I said, you should check out, you know, the Tourette Association, uh, we have all these events and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, I'd love to, but I basically live here, so I'm not going to make it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> but, At least he was receptive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he you in the face. Um, so, well, Evan, do you have any random lingering questions about Tourette in general as, as no, the non-Tourette here? I'm learning a lot, yeah. Do you have, like, know. any, yeah, I don't know, or even anything uh, as you perceive to be, like, a, huh? a, I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe non I mean, I guess at what point were you aware of what it was and were able to <coughs> communicate it to, like, friends and, like, oh, yeah, and say, like, point. hey, Did yeah. you tell your friends about it right away? <clears throat> I don't remember. Um... <clears throat> Actually, that those like first number of years. Um, now I'm doing it a lot more than I normally You're doing do. Great. Um, Isn't that the thing too? Though I feel like that's sometimes why I it's hard to get a group of people with Tourette yeah. together. Like oh no, when yeah. they do oh, yeah. chapter events because you literally like catch it. You know, like, like you, you like catch it. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you'll sure. see someone doing a tick and you'll like start to do a tick or like you see like. Yeah. I've been, like I said, like pretty low maintenance. My tread has been low maintenance lately, but even just seeing you tick, I'm like doing things more. Oh, no. It's yeah. like you set each other off. <laughs> well, once in a while, I'll talk to our former guest, uh, Jenny, about yeah. OCD, and uh, it'll be like, you know what, let's just, let's cut it off. We're going to start getting each other into it. Yeah. Well, I think about some of our Dude. events where we're like, we're, we're all sort of, all of, on, all of us board members are like trying our best to like get the table ready for the auction and stuff. And I'm looking around and everyone's like shaking and like, yeah. you know, frantically running around anxious. And I'm just like, oh man, this is hilarious. Well, is that we a, do it, yeah. I guess is that a thing? Because I know that OCD is worse with stress or with anxiety. Oh, oh for yeah. me, yeah, definitely. Yeah. For sure. It's definitely related to anxiety. Stress, it's uh, you know, um, anticipation, whatever. But sometimes it's, I mean, it's sometimes there's really no rhyme or reason for it. Sure. You know, like I yeah. <clears throat> will often just be lying on the couch at home, <clears throat> perfectly relaxed. <clears throat> you know, I've worked out or whatever, so my body's kind of like chill, and I can't stop ticking. And it's just like I, I can't explain it necessarily. I'm the same way, um, yeah. yeah, for sure. I've seen it relate to like <laughs> you know life changes or whatever, and then it will just be right. like. I'm having a pretty good month, right. other than right. the fact that I'm taking a control yeah, for no weird? foreseeable reason. Yeah, That's very strange. Come on, man, give me a break. Did you though? Um, well, it made me think of it since it is Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. and I was saying before I came in here, I have Dying to, to, see I have to offline with you guys <laughs> no about a boy situation <laughs> happening right now. Currently, sure. I need an objective male opinion. But um, how did then you and your <clears throat> wife come to be? Like, what's the brief story there, and how you know did you have to have a conversation with her? Also, excuse the fact that you're going to hear wine pouring. I don't know what I'm giving Evan. Be from refill now. yourself. So good. Oh. Refill yourself. Well, if you say so, I don't. I'll refill sure, myself too. I'll, I'll talk over it. I, yeah, um, talk is. As uh, like Niagara Kent, Falls, this Kent, our producer is like gripping the sides of his like, I like chair. That you put, I like that you put this on me, like Evan. You do it. So yeah. then you should have gotten I just a plastic did it because bottle. I wanted to. Yeah, we're gonna be fine. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, let's see. I um, well, Colleen, my wife, and I met a long, long time ago, and that's okay. a great story. But uh, in terms of her relationship to my Tourette's, I mean, <clears throat> I won't underestimate how hard it is for her. I mean, she. Yeah. <clears throat> she has to deal with it obviously you know all the time 
she's incredibly supportive, always has been, <clears throat> and uh, you know, puts up with a you know a kind of you know I'm I'm, I'm a nut and I'm, I'm like unpredictable <laughs> and like, and and that's the thing as I was saying before like sometimes the ticks just come out at the end of the day after kind of either stifling or trying to stifle them, uh, <clears throat> you know, on the subway, at work, wherever. And, <clears throat> you know, that's my space that's sort of, you know, free and safe where I can kind of let it go and, yeah. and she's there. So um, my heart really does go out to her for, um, you know, that that because it's hard. Um, that being said, I've learned to kind of like, you know, warn her as best I can, especially yeah. if we're in the car. Like when I used to have a much louder throat cough, <clears> throat> um, <clears throat> we'd be driving and and I would just in tick and she would jump or scream or something and um, and I had to learn how to like try to warn her, which yeah. which was awkward because it would mess with the way I would ramp up into the. T- it was just, it's just so specific. Oh, that's such an interesting uh, little element <clears throat> I never necessarily thought of. Yeah. I mean, I, definitely the part in terms of and you know. I guess I more or less sympathize with my parents because that was when yeah. it was really bad for me yeah. when I was younger. And yeah. I think about what they had to deal with and how good and gracious they were to yeah. like just letting me do my thing. But I never really thought about that in terms of like warning people yeah, to sort of. Cause I don't know. It's all it's it, it's a really hard thing to to navigate and uh, and I don't I don't know that I've I don't know that I've figured out a way to do it that's helpful to her or to other people. But uh, <coughs> I um <coughs> I think that's something that she appreciates is uh is all this stuff i'm doing is owning it yeah. and you know acknowledging it in public um and you know taking the initiative say for a restaurant or something and i mean you know i have people move tables because they don't want to sit next to me and yeah. uh and i just try to like take the helm and explain it you know right off the bat and and you know sort of maybe anticipate where we're going to sit and tell the waiter you know i mean it's it's embarrassing to have to do that stuff but it's like i don't want her to have to carry that burden um how how far do you go in terms of of that of sort of being proactive and um, <coughs> do you like telling other people in the space that you're in like how how soon do you I do quite declare a lot. It? i mean <clears throat> you know i do so much uh in public that that I mean, there are times when, like, I, I transfer trains, for instance, and I've just, like, talked to the whole train car about it, or I've talked to a few people, and I got onto a new train car, and I'm like, oh, I gotta do this again. I don't have the energy. I'm just gonna bury myself in the book. Uh, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, I only have a few stops to go. It's okay. I'm just gonna let everyone look at me. Yeah. <clears throat> but there are times when I've, like, <clears throat> announced it to the whole train car. Yeah. Because it happens on the subway a lot, and people have all types of crazy reactions. And I see someone, sometimes I get on, and I'm like, oh, I. I think that person's gonna have a real problem with me. Like yeah, yeah. The kind of person's always looking around, irritated with people, like oh, oh lord, and they're coming in their face, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and how do people respond in that sense? Are all they different just ways. New all different ways. Like, Some are jaded New Yorkers. I was thinking New York. Oh, okay, be, is it showtime? Yeah, yeah exactly. There's yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So much that goes on. I mean, subway. people are receptive. I've I've had people uh, engage me in long conversations. A lot of people have personal associations with it. Uh, a lot of people won't hear a word I'm saying and are just angry as hell. Cover your nose, blah, 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 blah. You should should cover your mouth anyway, you know? And it's like, you're right, you know? Uh, I should, but I do this like, you know, 10, 15 times a minute every day. I don't, you know, I I just can't necessarily. Yeah. But, um, you know, I have those cards that the TAA gave us where it's like a medical ID card that kind of explains it to people and give them to people. Um, But I mean, there are times when I've just had, I'm just so exhausted. And someone is, and it, and it just feels like I'm on the playground in seventh grade, yeah. and like someone is so rude, and I can't explain to them clearly yeah. enough for them to stop telling me that I have, you know, yeah. that I don't understand. Yeah. Um, 
Man, I've gotten, I've, I've, I've reacted to people a bit a lot forcefully. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a lot more exhausting. Because I'll say, yeah. at least with the OCD, I mean, I'll, I'll huh. Purell and sanitize and stuff on the train. But mm. I think, you know, I'll get the look of like, <coughs> why do you keep doing that? Whatever, you know. But mm. nobody's vocal about it. And I can't imagine yeah. just having to explain to a car full of people yeah it is exhausting but you know i'll say something interesting that uh <coughs> well i i don't know if it'll be interesting but it's please i i perfectly willing to be boring but um <coughs> um i don't know if you saw chelsea when i was uh uh preparing for my my solo show this past fall <coughs> um my collaborator kel haney and i um <coughs> were able to do all these like promo videos and um oh yeah and we got attention so, yeah. from a couple different, like CNN did a really interesting video and Playbill.com and stuff like that. And we ended up uh, <clears throat> doing our own film um, with a, a couple really cool videographers we've worked with a lot on the subway. <clears throat> and it was an idea that I, I had and friends have had and I don't remember exactly where it came from, but I got on the subway and it took me a while to build up the nerve, but I just did this whole kind of performance from the show and I, and I kind of couched it in like, the Showtime sort of motif where I was like, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Gardner Comfort and I have Tourette's Syndrome. <laughs> and I and I went into this whole explanation. You do a great <clears throat> Showtime. Oh, thank you very much. Like, I have a whole other monologue candy. that's like about the candy sellers, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can do that another time. But um, <laughs> basketball team. Exactly. But, uh, uh, and, then I, and then I explained the Tourette's briefly and I explain, explained my show and then I just did a, a couple segments from the show walking up and down the train car. And it was terrifying, and like I, I kind of thought I would be like, oh, I've, I, you know, I've, when I'm like amped up or whatever, and I'm in a good mood, and I'm kind of like feeling like the vibe of New York, I'll like just talk to random people or kind of like dance a little on the train. <laughs> you know, I'm not ashamed. Um, I love it. <clears throat> but uh, so I figured this would be <clears throat> no sweat. But I remember <clears throat> we uh, we started at, at Union Square, and we're kind of walking around, and they filmed me having playing chess with some guy in Union Square. Yeah, yeah. And then I went, we went on the train and then I'm suddenly like, oh boy, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this. And we went, we went downtown, we went on the six, and it was kind of not very crowded. So I was like, I don't know if that's really useful to us. And then we switched to the downtown four <coughs> and <coughs> this was midday and it was, it was sort of a crowded train. And I was like, well, if I'm gonna do it, I have to do it here. Yeah. And we got, I think, the Bowling Green heading to Brooklyn. I was like, well, this is like a long under river chunk. Like, this will be my chance. And I was so scared. I was like, I can't fucking do this. I was like petrified. And they're all filming me and kind of waiting. And Kel, my, my collaborator, is sort of like, are we going to do this or not? And I was so scared. And I was just like, you know, an actor acts. <laughs> just, 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 just don't look at them. Just do it. And I just, I just did it. And it was the craziest thing. We have a really great video of it, and uh, and then I handed out postcards. And like some people are ignoring me. Sure. Um, but I and I, I was like not making eye contact. I was so scared. But but they told me that a couple people were like really curious and nodding their heads and stuff. So so I'm glad I did that. And then we have it. We have the you know the footage. Well, so then with that being said, why don't you tell us like what inspired? How did you come to start channeling your experience with Tret into creative works of art? Okay. And then tell us about. Um, the solo show. Yeah, I will try to do this as efficiently as I can. So basically, as an actor, um, I've, you know, I did one solo show uh, a couple years ago um, that was called You're Not Tough, and it was a series of different monologues, different characters, kind of like in the old um, Eric Bogosian style of, of solo shows where there's no through line to the whole show. And in that show, I had one piece that was not a character, there were no lines, but I essentially, 
created a dance that came out of my ticks, and I sort of stood facing the audience, and I slowly started ticking, and and then I let that become a movement uh, that repeated, and then I sort of did all this different stuff, and my mother uh, uh, helped me with it, and as I said, she's a choreographer, <coughs> and <coughs> I did that that show t- uh, uh, twice, or I did well. The details are not important, but of course I obsess <laughs> on every little one of them. Um, <coughs> Kel directed that show <coughs> in one of its iterations, and <coughs> she said, "She's like, I, you know, it's interesting. I have friends who see this show, and they and they love it. They're like, you know, Gardner has all these different characters, but I don't know who he is." And she's like, "I think that one piece is like the kernel of something new about you." And I think we should make a new show, or at least think about it. So we started sort of t- tossing ideas around and. We, um, <clears throat> we applied to different residencies um, <clears throat> and eventually got one where we were given, <clears throat> you know, like um, and a, a number of hours of rehearsal space and, and, uh, and uh, mentorship to create um, something new. And it was with a theater company called Mabu Minds that is an old school, crazy avant-garde theater company that I interned with as a kid and all this stuff. So um, <clears throat> sort of full circle. And... <clears throat> and uh, um, we just built this thing and we weren't sure what it was, you know, and it was like gonna be about me and Tourette's and growing up maybe in New York and the sort of the sunset of old New York and whatever that is right. and, <clears throat> and maybe have something to do with movement. <clears throat> and this was in the spring of, uh, <clears throat> of 2014. Okay. And in the middle of it, I, I went down to the Tourette Association of America National Conference right. in DC. Which is such uh, an interesting experience. Yeah, that, that, that the, the national organization hosted. Um, and I, you know, I was like um, the delegate for our chapter in New York, yeah. <laughs> and I was sent down, and I took a week off <clears throat> and went down there, and I had such an incredible experience um, that I came back and just couldn't stop talking about it. And yeah. Kel was like, "This is our show." That's it. Um, did you just feel at that point? I mean, I guess was. Did you just feel by then like this is something I have to? like get out I was, me, into I the was world sort of I mean people had been talking about it with me for a while <clears throat> you know when I got out of grad school for acting I um <clears throat> I didn't get an agent I didn't like I was like on my own I was starting to create my own work just like in desperation because I couldn't get work uh you did some uh you did some of your comedy at my my old show yeah, uh, New Work right. New York yeah, yeah, where it was yeah. like a monthly thing and that would force me to write mm-hmm. <clears throat> um <clears throat> But I did start thinking, like, because people were like, you should do a documentary about the life of an actor with Tourette's. And I was like, I don't know. <clears throat> I didn't want to, like, out myself. I was like, oh, it could hurt my career. Yeah. <clears throat> but I wasn't, I didn't have much of a career, so I was like, fuck it. <clears throat> and then at some point, I think it was at the mentoring brunch a few years ago. <clears throat> Which is I, um, an event we have with the chapter where we bring, basically we have, like, a handful of, um, you know, creative types or performers or people who have you know, achieved some level of success in their career, I guess, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, speak in front of, like, the younger That's members really of our That's, chapter. Yeah, yeah so they can be like, it's okay. Get, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You're going to be okay. It's a so fun anyways, event. Yeah, so, so, they, so Lil branch. asked me to talk, and I and I told this very insanely detailed story of my life, and then I did uh, <clears throat> that dance, that early version of the dance, and talked about what it meant, <clears throat> and then, um, <clears throat> And that is actually how we open the show with that uh, <clears throat> that motif, like in that you know I'm in the mentoring brunch, um, <clears throat> and I don't remember what else I was going to say. <laughs> well, that's a, that's how that was how it was birthed, and then exactly, yeah. and um, <clears throat> and you know we did the show uh, uh, twice at La Mama, which is the theater on East Fourth Street, um, and uh, this past fall we did a uh, 
like a fully um, updated, um, you know, world premiere with all this wild uh, um, um, design, all these really so interesting cool. projections that were like so subtle and abstract that it was like they kind of like came from my mind. Um, and then, it. you know, it, as the show went on, sort of just like um, just became so psychedelic and exciting that it, it just it's such a great product. It's such a cool show. So we're now we're kind of like shopping the show around and seeing what happens. That next. was my next question. Yep. Where can people? So you have no plans in the immediate future to like be putting it up again. You're you're just you're trying to shop. We have it. You're one to, uh, gig in in April. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> the date's esca- escaping me now. It's like early to mid April um, at Hofstra at their the awesome. medical school in Long Island. Um, <clears throat> just for actually a number of like uh, actually a number of the people um, from the conference who I put in the show will be in the audience. So that'll be interesting. But. Uh, <clears throat> You know, in their kind of like their some of the neurologists and stuff who, who specialize in Tourette's uh, oh, awesome. invited me to come out. That's so great. that's so it's interesting because we have like a medical educational angle. So we're you know interested in colleges and other you right. know medical institutions. But um, but our our main goal is a like a commercial off Broadway run in New York. That's great. Um, and then you know touring to theaters around the country. Which it I mean more than great. deserves. It's so well done. I was so impressed with. I mean I'm obviously biased because I love you and I have Tourette. So that's two <laughs> no, things guys got going for. Getting but the word out it about it. Yeah, so well done. As we say, you know, destigmatizing <clears throat> and just getting it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a cool show, you know, and uh, people who see it. Um, I mean, I could talk for hours about that too. I know we don't have that much time, but uh, people who see it will often, um, you know, say like this is so interesting like I don't I don't have Tourette's I don't know people who do but I relate so much to what your struggle was in the show and the oh, story wow. and, but also like what but it's not compliment. but it's not necessarily just a sob story or just informational no. like it's 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 funny and it's kind of interesting right. and weird and it's something that is not really happening in theater right now so definitely and yeah like and what a great compliment to get just someone who can say like yeah. they relate on a broader level other than yeah. just like yeah, yeah that's awesome that's great so in the spirit of this podcast, Gardner, and its goal being to destigmatize and to normalize, what would you want to leave us with in terms of anyone listening who maybe um, has a friend or a loved one that they think possibly has Tourette or who does definitely have Tourette uh-huh. or if they see someone on the street and they're sitting beside them on the subway <coughs> and they're wondering, yeah, this person is making some interesting noises or movements. How do you personally like to be approached about it? Like, what are the okay ways and to engage all, and yeah. to ask? Yeah. What are the not okay ways to engage and to ask? Yeah, or do you want people to just like shut the fuck shut up about the it? Fuck <laughs> up. Um, that's a great question. I think. Uh, well, I think you know if people have friends who obviously have Tourette's or you know something similar and they're not acknowledging it or they haven't been diagnosed, I think it's really important <coughs> to, you know, broach the subject and just, you know, ask in some sort of supportive way. Acknowledge the elephant in the exactly, room, exactly, as it were. See, yeah, it's a, uh, See what um, I did there? I do. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just sort of like show them that you care that you or that you don't care necessarily. You don't care oh, yeah. that, it, that like mm-hmm. it doesn't bother you and that yep. like you're, you want to know, you want to help. Um, in terms of things that I've encountered with people in my life um, confronting me and often like strangers is like there's a lot of people obviously people can be assholes and you know don't be an asshole but like there are a lot of people <laughs> who want to step one don't be an step asshole step one don't be an asshole yeah but there are so a lot of people simple. you have so many people still not yeah, succeeding no, no, no. at it so no. step one is so important but um, <laughs> there are a lot of people who like want to help but they kind of want to like solve your problem for you right and a lot of people will sort of come with this kind of like 
um, new agey sort of like you know sincerity like oh yeah listen oh yeah you don't have to worry about it oh yeah why don't you just do yeah. whatever you need or or have you ever tried Reiki or have you ever tried debit <laughs> and you just want to strangle them like because it's like you have no idea you, just, you gotta like, like I mean, you don't know me <laughs> yeah so that's very frustrating because people want to be like I'm gonna say like a white savior day in my shoes and exactly, you know exactly I mean? like <laughs> you will know how not that cut and dry it is okay? yeah right, yeah right. yeah so I mean I, it, okay. I think that for so me so don't do that don't necessarily offer up Unsolicited, unsolicited advice. advice. Never unsolicited Great. advice. I Great. mean, I would say uh, it, it does, it is, I do like it when I'm in public and I'm stressed about it and people <clears throat> will say, do you have Tourette's or, or if I, if they offer me a cough drop and I explain what it is that they um, are immediately, you know, uh, I don't know, interested or, yeah. or maybe a little apologetic or um, receptive in some or, or yeah, receptive yeah. and, and um I, I just appreciate it when uh, when people um, realize that it's not a big deal, um, and um, you know I'm always willing to talk about it. But like I don't necessarily want someone who I don't know to swoop in and you know think that they can solve the problem because then you just have a million. It's like being a hypochondriac. Like oh maybe maybe I should stay away from gluten. Maybe I should w- stay away from you know uh, uh, you know car exhaust. Maybe I mean it's oh, like yeah. it's unending the kinds right, right. of the things that I've they think that people. they can yeah like they're enlightening. Yeah, yeah. like have you ever right. thought about <clears throat> yeah, yeah. it's but obnoxious. I know for huh? me too, and tell me if if you relate to this. I. I'm all, I'm a huge like unreasonably like people pleaser like to an unreasonable sure. level like it's definitely one of my biggest like things I struggle with like I feel like that even sometimes like interferes more in my life than like my tried mm. OCD or anything else huh. but um and maybe they're related in some capacity right yeah. like maybe that stems from like me trying to fit in and me like feeling yeah. different or whatever but so when I don't mind people engaging with me about it at all I'm happy to answer any questions but I think what makes me I'm very often I hesitate to be the one to put it out there. Like if someone just straight up says to me like, oh, are you sick? Oh, are you burping in my ear? Oh, are you, you know, whatever like interesting things people ask you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I still, and I try so hard, but still at age 33, I still more often than not will kind of be quick to be like, oh, I just have something in my eye. Oh, I just have something yeah. in my throat. Then to engage, not because I feel embarrassed and ashamed that I have tried or to talk about it, but because I feel like more often than not, the reaction you get is sort of a reaction of like, oh, like they're so embarrassed. Like I don't want it to make someone else make feel comfortable or feel oh, bad. I don't want someone to, to feel bad. Of, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, don't worry about it. And oh. then you have to do your spiel yeah. over and, it's and over. Exhausting. Yes. It's exhausting. It's, and you're it's like, a it's okay, thing. it's okay. Like that's is it, you know? Right. So that I feel like is more yeah. often why I hesitate to talk about it if if I do. You know, yeah. I think I'm getting better and better, but because I, You're I trying dread to that. Everyone yes, else. I want everyone to feel <laughs> chill, and I dread that reaction of like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't know." And it's like, "No, no, no, it's cool. Right, right. It's not a big yeah. deal." You're like, like stop, stop, right? And then you're like, stop, like, stop, stop, yeah, stop, yeah. Then like you're trying yeah. to <laughs> yeah. make that yeah. feel better. Oh yeah, it's such, it's a, such a strange like yeah, roundabout. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know, but. Okay, I was so, curious, Evan, if you had, had, had an experience like that where that you related to, or that if you, if we, you said people notice like cleaning things. Yeah, whatever. sometimes. I, <clears throat> I, I mean, people won't necessarily. You know, I, I I've had people not necessarily like randomly on the train, but I'll have people who uh, you know I'll be at like a party or something, be like, people will say, well, you know, uh, you're ruining your immune system or something. I'll be uh-huh. like, okay. I can't 
tell you why it feels so painfully overwhelming mm. to do this, but I know, I know what's going yeah, on. I know yeah. the, I know the whole picture, but I, I need you to not get all up in my, you know, mm. so yeah, like yeah, you yeah. don't, don't solve it, you know, <laughs> as if, you know, I, I hadn't thought of that before. Wow. Really? But I can't, you know, and it's the thing it's everybody's trying to save you from yourself, but they don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. and how difficult it is to actually deal with it yeah you know i had somebody say to me are you in therapy i'm like yeah but that's not a cure right right that's, that's, a, yeah. that's just a like people think like why haven't you found the thing that will just <laughs> right, make you right. okay it's like well like that's and, not and you always an option it's an ongoing and you don't say to journey. somebody and this is kind of it's a cliche but it's where you wouldn't say to somebody who has cancer, well, you're in chemo, why aren't you better? You know? right. Like it's yeah. not. right, right, right. I feel like it's a very American thing to like want to like solve things quickly. Right. That's and be right. like, great well, point. this is black and white and we should be able to deal with it That's like this and move point. on to like And you want to say, life. how is this negatively affecting you other than right, yeah. you, you're, you're aware of it, you hear it, you see it, but it's not ruining your life, so <laughs> go away. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Once you leave, you know, once you're you're off and running, like you won't have to deal with this anymore. Right. Like, totally. Totally. Yeah. Garner, you've been such a great guest. Thank Aww. you for being yes, so absolutely. candid. Thank you, so Thank you for coming right. out on yes. uh, whatever people are listening to this in like July, but <laughs> coming out on this Valentine's Day that it's literally one, degree, one degree in New York City. There. It's very cold, and thank so you we to your appreciate wife it. For being okay with this. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> this yes. is really exciting, and I uh, the uh, the conversation warms my soul. So I'll be fine going out. <laughs> Yes. We're all gonna group hug after this. Uh, <laughs> Can well, you though, before yes. we let you go, I mean, like plug or like where can people find more information about yeah, you and about you, your show? And you can go to my website, gardnercomfort.com, and that's G A R D I N E R C O M F O R T dot com. Great <laughs> You can also go to the uh, the show website, the elephant in every room I enter dot org, I believe. <laughs> and that's got all, basically info. all the uh, info you need. And, um, you know, we'll be updating it as we have more shows. And that's stuff great. Like that. Very nice. Yay. Thank and I'm you. on Facebook, but not Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Fuck Twitter. Fuck Are you Twitter. on Snapchat? <laughs> I think I am on Twitter, but I don't use it. I'm not on Snapchat or Instagram or anything else. Oh, man. Are you on Snapchat, Evan? I'm not. Uh, oh, boy. I feel right. old because I'm like, I don't, we'll I'm not little, entirely sure what that is. We'll but. have a, uh, I'm on we'll have a tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on Friendster. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll look up Gardner Comfort on Friendster. <laughs> and we will see you all. Or you, no one will see anyone, but you'll hear us <laughs> in two weeks. Uh, yes. Thank you, guys. This has been Call Us Crazy. Woody-hoo.